I speak to you in the name of our one God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. When the disciples ask Jesus to teach them to pray, that's not really what they want to know. Because they know how to pray. They are observant Jewish men, and in the Jewish tradition of the era, there were set times and set prayers. And most of these prayers were pretty long and involved, and what the disciples are really asking for, Jesus figures out, is a shorter and simpler prayer. In fact, there's quite a bit of rabbinical discussion from this time about simpler prayer options that cover three essential types of prayer. Praise, petition, and thanksgiving. Jesus obliges the disciples and gives them this succinct daily set of daily prayers that we know as the Lord's Prayer. And both the Gospels of Luke and Matthew give us various versions of this teaching. Now, if Jesus' set of prayers isn't straightforward enough for you, try the version of Anne Lamott, contemporary theologian. She writes, I've come to believe over the last 25 years that there is something to be said about keeping prayer simple. So she offers, in her book of the same name, three essential prayers. Help, thanks, wow. But neither Jesus nor Anne Lamott begin with the prayers of praise, petition, or thanksgiving, because that's not the beginning. The beginning of the prayer is the whom. Jesus begins by reminding us that we pray to a personal God, whom Jesus calls Father. Jewish tradition also talks about the fatherhood of God, and the language of kinship, like Father, helps us understand that God just isn't out there somewhere, but personal and in relationship with us, God as the parent who loves us deeply and unconditionally. Anne Lamott, in her book, Help Thanks Wow, says that she's known of folks that, in this vein, call God Harold or Hilda, as in Harold be thy name or Hilda be thy name. She confesses that she called God Phil for a while after she tried in Mexico to get a leather bracelet stamped with the verses of her favorite, um, her favorite verses, Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And if you know how Philippians is shortened, it's shortened to Phil, so it's going to be Phil 4, colon 4, dash 7. And it was going to be stamped on her leather bracelet, but the street vendor ran out of time before he had to close up for the day, and he only stamped Phil on the leather. So God became Phil. And that works, too, in a strange way, because it's a reminder that God is personal. So once Jesus reminds the disciples of this, he moves on to the wow of God, a prayer of praise of God. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. These verses echo common Jewish prayers and tell us about the transcendence of and power of God. The hallowing or making holy of God's name affirms that God is set apart from the mundane, 
While the next phrase stresses, like most of, much of the Gospel of Luke, that God's reign is here at hand on earth. These prayers are not requests to bring about the holiness of God or God's kingdom. They are statements of faith that God is holy and God's reign is already breaking through for us to see around us in acts of kindness, in beauty, in healing, and in so many other ways. Wow, we pray. Jesus turns then from the wow of God to the plight of humans. He says, give us each our daily bread. It's both a corporate and a personal prayer for sustenance. Give us each what is essential for living. The word daily actually can also be translated here as essential. Essential. It is likely a reference, though, to real bread. We know this from key Jewish prayers also having similar petitions talking about physical bread. And this is Jesus acknowledging that people have real needs and urgent needs, and that it is God alone who supplies our every need. Help, we pray. Jesus continues, forgive us our sins, for we, for, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. A second time, help. Jewish tradition underscores that before we ask for forgiveness from God, we must make amends with those whom we have harmed. It doesn't make God's forgiveness conditional. Rather, Jesus reminds us that the gift to forgive and the gift to be forgiven are the same in relation to each other. Mercy flows in two directions through the same channels. They both are gifts. And so we pray... Help, help. Then the third petition, do not bring us to the time of trial. Jewish tradition was clear. While testing our faith may be part of our relationship with God, God does not cause our sufferings. Natural disasters, cell mutations, human behaviors, and yes, evil do that work. And in these moments, Jesus tells us to call on God to free us from our trials. It is God alone who can deliver us from life's challenges and hardships, no matter how they arise. Again, we pray, help. But Jesus teaches us more than the simple prayer in today's reading. He teaches us the how of prayer. We are to pray with vulnerability and acknowledgement of our need. This is what that parable about going to the neighbor in the middle of the night to ask for bread is about. We are to be persistent in our prayer, not to wake up God like the neighbor, but because persistence reminds us, us, that we are dependent on God and we must be humble before God in our prayers. We are to pray to God from deep in our souls and with our whole bodies when we pray, help. Wow, thanks. But I haven't yet talked about thanks. That's because thanks is the response to everything. It's our response to all the wow and all the help. Thanks works. Jesus shows us how thanks works in the last paragraph of today's reading. He, he tells us that when we ask, search, and knock, God gives, we find, and the door is opened. 
Here, Jesus affirms that God is faithful, and we can be certain of God's goodness, but it's a little tricky, because Jesus doesn't say what God gives, or what we find, or what's behind the open door. So no, we don't all get free beach vacations, or new washing machines, or a good night's sleep, or whatever else it is that you may want, but you just might find you get what you need. And Jesus tells us that what we need and what we get is the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? All the asking and the searching and the knocking and the giving and the finding and the opening is about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the answer to help. The Holy Spirit is the source of wow. And the Holy Spirit leads us to the only response to our prayers being answered with what we need, which is thanks, exclamation point. So honestly, this whole reading, the Lord's Prayer that we pray, and so many of our other prayers are ways that we say thanks. Thanks for being the God of help and the God of wow. Thanks for being Phil. Anne Lamott tells a story in this book, Help, Thanks, Wow, that I think sums it up. She was looking forward to spending an afternoon with her close friends, Barbara and Susie. They were going to enjoy a view of the Pacific Ocean and the, uh, on the San Francisco Bay Area from the top of one of San Francisco's hills. Now, Barbara was very ill with Lou Gehrig's disease, and it could be her last time for such an outing. So Anne desperately wanted this to be a time together that was full of meaning and connection. Susie was driving, and when they crested the last hill and they stopped at the viewing point, all they saw was fog. That San Francisco fog, it's dense and right packed in. It's, but they parked anyway, and they got out including Barbara, only to find that the wind pricked their skin and hurt their eyes, and it really just made everything seem hopeless. So they got back in the car as quickly as they could, which is not easy with Barbara's wheelchair and her feeding tubes and her electronic speaking device that she called Kate. Anne felt all her hopes for connection and joy just come crashing down. And she sat in the back seat of the car, and she prayed, help, help. Meanwhile, Susie opted to drive them around the neighborhood, and as they moved off the coast, the sun was shining, and it was warm enough to open the windows, and they spotted gardens of bright green succulents and fuchsia flowers. Wow! They parked in front of a magnificent mosaic, and they sat there for an hour just staring at the way these small pieces of glass and tile were put together, and they chatted. Wow, again. Anne asked Barbara what she was most grateful for these days, and Barbara typed on her iPad, and Kate's voice spoke for her. The beauty of nature and the beauty of friends. And Anne prayed to God, thanks, 
thanks. One brief story, three prayers, praise, petition, and thanksgiving. I know it's hard to pray right now. Just in the last week, I've spoken to several of you about this, how hard it is to know if God is listening, how hard it is to know where God is in today's world. So to all of you who wonder about prayer, just remember, God is personal, God is holy, and do your best to keep your prayers simple. Keep it honest, keep it vulnerable, and be ready for the Holy Spirit to enter in and open doors that you did not even know were there or needed opening. Help, thanks, wow, amen.